Amen, Lord. We thank You this morning. It's true that You're incredibly good, that You're faithful, that You're full of grace, Lord, Your kindness, Lord, that You continue to pour out upon us. And now, Lord, as we come to Your Word, Lord, we open our hearts to You, Lord. I pray less of me, more of You, Lord, that we would see You this morning, we pray. Hear Your voice. And we ask this in Jesus' Name. Amen. Please be seated. I wanna add my welcome. It is so great to be sharing with you today. Those who are joining us online as well, happy first anniversary. So good to have you linking in with us wherever you're watching from. And today we're continuing in our series, Teach Us to Pray, looking at the Lord's Prayer. Uh, There was once a pastor who had a five-year-old daughter and the little girl noticed that every time her dad got up to pray that he would bow his head just before he began his sermon. And one day the little girl asked her dad and said, Dad, why is it that every time you get up to preach, you bow your head in prayer? And the dad said to his little girl, well, I'm actually praying that God would help me to preach a good sermon. And the little girl looked up at her dad and said, well, Dad, why doesn't he do it? (laughs) We looked at unanswered prayer last week. um, And this week we are looking at the topic of petition. We are looking at give us this day our daily bread. And this is the part of the Lord's Prayer that we all want to get to. This is where we have an opportunity to bring our needs and our requests to God. These are the help me prayers that all of us have prayed. Wherever we are on the journey of faith, we've all at one point or another prayed these prayers, God, would you help me? And the word on my heart that really summarises this message today actually comes from James Chapter four, verse two, which says these words. It says, you do not have because you do not ask God. That is the word for us today. You do not have because you do not ask God. And I really feel that this word is, in fact, I know that this word is so relevant for us today in the culture in which we live. It applies so much to my life, to all of our lives, in fact, here today. And today we're gonna unpack this some more. So today we're gonna look at the Lord's Prayer together again from Matthew 6, as we've been doing each week. We're gonna pray this prayer corporately together. I'm reading from the NIV, if you wanna follow along. So we have the same version together as we pray this corporately. It'll come up on the screen behind it. Matthew 6 from verse nine says, this then is how you should pray. Will you join with me? Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. Well, today we're focusing on verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. And here we see a shift in the Lord's Prayer. There is a shift from a focus on God and His glory to us and our needs. It literally changes, if you look at the prayer, it changes from your to us. It's hallowed, initially it's hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. And now it changes to us, give us today our daily bread, forgive us our debts, deliver us from evil. And as Andrew pointed out last week, the order of this prayer is actually really important because unless we centre ourselves first and foremost on God and His glory, if we don't do that first, then when we come to pray for our own needs, we will pray with the wrong motives, with the wrong heart, with the wrong understanding. We'll miss the big picture of what God is doing. 
And so if you're just linking in or joining us for this series today, then I really wanna encourage you to go back and to watch the, the previous messages because all that I'm sharing today is in the context of where we've been already in this journey of the Lord's Prayer. But what is so clear here with this verse, give us today our daily bread, is that our heavenly Father wants us to bring our everyday ordinary needs to Him. He wants us to ask Him for help. As a pastor, there is a common comment that I often hear when people come and they ask for prayer over a particular need. They'll often say to me, I know there are a lot of people more worse off than me, but would you just pray for this need for me or pray with me for this need? And I always say to them, I want you to know that God cares deeply for your need. God is not up there thinking, well, you know, I've got more important needs to look after today than your need. He's not there saying, well, your need's down the list of needs of lists today. He's not thinking, why are you bothering me with this trivial matter? That is not who our God is. He is our loving heavenly Father, as we saw at the very start of this series. And one of the precious realities of the Christian life is that God cares for the simple, ordinary, day-to-day things of life. A little while back now, I came across a quote by Stephen Hawking, the brilliant physicist and cosmologist. He died on the 14th of March, 2018 at the age of 76 after living with motor neurone disease for more than 50 years. And he said these words, he said, we are such insignificant creatures on a minor planet of a very average star in the outer suburbs of one of 100,000 million galaxies. So it is difficult to believe in a God that would care about us or even notice our existence. And as I read that quote, I just, this, this heaviness came over my heart and my mind went to uh, Isaiah 40 and how vastly different the Bible um, gives us a, an understanding of who God is and what He is like. This is what it says in Isaiah 40. It says, lift up your eyes, Look to the heavens, look to the hundred million galaxies, look up there. He said, who's created all these things? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. And then it continues. It says, why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. He gives strength to the weary. He increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord, they will renew their strength. This is who our God is. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This is who our God is. Praise God for this truth. But you know, I can understand how Hawkins might be deceived to think otherwise. Because the lie of the serpent in the Garden of Eden was that God is an uncaring father and so we should go it alone. That was the lie at the very start. Satan didn't dispute the existence of God or his power. The lie was that God doesn't care. Even though all the evidence was to the contrary, God had placed Adam and Eve in a place of security and plenty. He had given them the fruit of every tree except one. His provision for them was complete. 
Yet humanity believed the lie that God is distant, that He is uncaring. And we still believe this so often today. Still today, Jesus says, our problem is that we lack faith. We don't really believe that God cares for us. We think of Him as distant, just like Stephen Hawking said. And so we don't have because we don't ask God, because we don't really deep down believe that God would care for us. You know, the early church fathers struggled with this also. They they felt bad praying for their trivial daily physical needs. And they spiritualized, they allegorized this petition. They thought the bread referred to must be spiritual, not not physical, surely not. The main reason they did this was because in their mind, it didn't seem right after praying these first three petitions, these upward um, petitions for God's glory, now then to shift immediately to pray for something as inane as asking for material well-being. They thought the first part of the prayer is completely selfless and now to pray for bread seems so selfish and materialistic. And so the early church fathers like Tertullian and Cyprian and Jerome, they thought this reference must be either to the invisible bread of the Word of God or to the Lord's Supper. But Bible historians and many Bible scholars agree that this prayer is referring to physical bread. Because prayer was, for bread was actually very common in the ancient world. This was a common prayer. And bread in the ancient world represented not just bread, but all of our basic physical daily needs that we have. And so Jesus says, when you pray, pray daily for your physical needs, is what he's saying. God wants us to bring our everyday needs to Him, even if to us they might seem trivial. And He does not demand that we approach Him only when we have raised ourselves to some kind of spiritual elevation above the everyday things of life. That's where the the ascetics and the mystics, they head in that direction. But the greatness of our God lies in His descending to meet us where we are. This is, this is the truth, the, the, the miracle of the incarnation. It shows us so clearly that He is not a distant God. He is Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh. He cares about the physical. This is who our God is. And when we come to Him with our little things, we actually do Him great honour as we do that. Ingrid Vanderwood was part of our church family. She passed away from cancer just over a year ago. And when she was in the midst of her cancer treatment, she sent through the following story. She wrote these words. She said, I just have to share yet another wonderful God story with you. God just keeps on giving blessings in abundance. I feel he is totally spoiling me with his love right now. A few days ago, I was trying to get comfortable in our small couch, which is not working well for my comfort. We ordered a new recliner style a month or so ago and unfortunately the earliest delivery was late September and then later they rang and said now early October. So I was struggling a bit and was thinking what a shame it is our new couch wouldn't be here until early October when I could really benefit from it. So about three days ago, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna ask the Lord and pray it in early. Why not, she said. So I said, Lord, I know there are bigger things in life, but it would be so nice to get this couch delivered early for my comfort. I really do struggle to get comfortable, amen. A simple prayer, she wrote. 
I mentioned my prayer to my husband, Chris, and mum, and they smiled. Well, Domain rang me yesterday to tell me they were pleased to advise our lounge has arrived. Which day this week would suit delivery? Chris was sitting opposite me when I got the call and we were both dumbfounded. Talk about ecstatic. What a powerful testimony of God's precious love. This is her her word. She says, he cares so much about my day-to-day comfort. I'm still smiling in my heart with gratitude and just for that wonderful confirmation of God's very real presence. He cares about even those day-to-day things in my life. Spoke so much to my heart. Amazing. It's such a nice story to share. Hey, I can't stop smiling about it. Have a great day. How good is our God? I want you to see this is God's heart. This powerful, almighty God who who spoke and a hundred thousand million galaxies was and is. And yet he cares so much about a precious, his precious daughter. He cares so much about you and me. This is our God. And again and again in scripture, God says that he wants us to come and ask him regarding our needs. And he says, you do not have, because you do not come and and ask me. In Luke's account of the Lord's prayer in Luke chapter 11, Jesus immediately follows with a story. And he says, imagine that you have a friend and you go to his house at midnight and you knock on the door. And you say, wake up, please wake up. I need some bread. I've got a friend who's come to visit me from out of town unexpectedly. My friend's traveled a long way and he's hungry. I have no food in my house. Would you please give me some bread so I can give it to my friend? And to no surprise, your friend is not too happy that you're knocking on his door at midnight and says, are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? Go away, come back tomorrow. Surely you can wait until the morning, but you knock again. You say, please wake up. This is really important for me. I really need some bread. And Jesus says these words. He says, because of your shameless audacity, the words he used, because of your shameless audacity, surely your friend will come and will open the door and give you some bread. And then Jesus continues with these words. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open, is what he says. And then he continues with these words. He says, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, I love those words, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit good gifts to those who ask Him? You see, Jesus saying you don't have because you don't ask. You think that God is like your reluctant friend at midnight. You think God's like you're knocking on this door at midnight and your friend doesn't wanna come out. But Jesus says, that is not what your heavenly father is like. Your heavenly father is a loving father. He says, come to me anytime, day or not, day or night, I'm ready, I am willing. I am a good father who loves to give good gifts to those who ask. And the reality is, is that we are often so slow to go to God with our needs. So often our first instinct is to look to ourselves and our own resources to try to work things out. 
And we do this in our own strength before we go to God. So often we wait until we get to the end of ourselves or until we find ourselves in a place where everything is just a mess before we ask for God's help. And maybe if you're here this morning when you're watching online, you feel like that's where you are. You feel like, yeah, I'm in that place. I'm at the end of myself. I, I, I'm finding myself in this mess. Well, Jesus says to you this morning, He says, come, come ask of your heavenly Father. We're all prone to do this. It's for this reason God wants us to pray daily. He says, pray each day, Lord, give us today our daily bread. In Exodus 16, we read that as the, God led the Israelites out of captivity in Egypt, they went into the desert. And when they got to the desert, it says the people grumbled saying, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day, this is really important, each day and gather enough for that day. No one is to keep any of it until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses and they tried to keep some extra until morning, but in the morning when they woke up, it was full of maggots and began to smell. It's in God's words right here. This is truly what happened. What is God doing here? Why does he only give them daily bread? Why doesn't he give them weekly bread, monthly bread, yearly bread? I mean, here he is, supernatural. Bread's coming, manna is coming from heaven. Why does it have to be daily? This is clearly really important to God that it is daily bread. Why does this matter so much to God? Well, we see the answer in verse six of Exodus 16. It says, so Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, in the evening, you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. And in the morning, when you go out to collect that bread, you will see the glory of the Lord. That is why God is doing this. You see, God knows these people are are eventually gonna go into the promised land and when they get to the promised land, it's flowing with milk and honey and they're not going to need manna from heaven anymore. But he wants his people to know that when they get to the promised land, nothing is different. It's not different whether in the desert or the promised land because ultimately everything they have comes from above, comes from their gracious heavenly father. He is the sustainer and the provider of all things. Everything we have is a gift of his grace. One writer says this, he says, this whole request to give us today our daily bread seems strange in our culture today. Let's be honest, we don't very often ask God to give us bread, to give us food today. I doubt any of us in this room were worried about the fact that we may not have anything to eat today, he says. Why would our main request for God to give us something be bread when in our culture, most, if not all of us need less food, not more? Why do we ask for daily bread? Jesus is saying you need to pray, he says, and prayer will be the guard in your life against thinking that you can provide bread for yourself on your own apart from God. Prayer is a protection, he says. It brings us back to reality. And I'm convinced, he says, that when I look at my own life and when I look at Christianity in our culture, that one of the reasons we are so casual with prayer is because we actually believe we can do this thing on our own and we can sustain our lives on our own. 
We believe that because we have the things to prove it, we have bought into the lie, the materialism that has told us we don't really need God. And so no other line in the Lord's Prayer so sharply challenges the culture in which we live, the direction of the culture in which we live today. That is why this prayer is is so important. And there are three practical outworkings of praying this prayer. Give us today our daily bread that I wanna share briefly with you. And they all start with C to help us remember. The first is confidence. God instructs us to pray, give us this day our daily bread because He wants us to live in daily confidence. We live in a world consumed and driven by fear and worry and anxiety. And one of the big reasons for this is that rather than focusing on today, we focus so much on tomorrow. We look to the future and we don't know what the future will hold. And so when we focus on that, we, are, we become anxious, we become worried and concerned. It was Corrie ten Boom who said that worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. Carrying two days at once, she said. It's moving into tomorrow ahead of time. Worrying doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. That's why he says, give us today our daily bread. Later in this chapter, Matthew 6, just a few verses later, in fact, Jesus goes on with his famous do not worry passage where he says, therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. And worry is said to be a conversation you have with yourself about things you cannot change. Whereas prayer is a conversation you have with God about the things He can change. A big difference there. And Philippians 4 says it like this. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition. There it is, prayer of petition. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Are you worried or are you anxious this morning? Are you fearful of the future? Well, Jesus says to you, come, pray, give us this day our daily bread. This is how we're to pray, so so that we don't live in fear. His desire for us is to live in daily confidence. The second C is contentment. Jesus tells us to pray, give us this day our daily bread because God wants us to live in increasing daily contentment in a discontented world in which we live. A number of commentators point out that this prayer says, give us this day our daily bread, not our daily cake. A number of them said that. That the focus is on our needs, not on all of our wants. Australian academic and newspaper columnist Richard Eckersley has written about his concern for what he calls cultural fraud. He says, cultural fraud is the projection and promotion of cultural images and ideas that do not meet human psychological needs or reflect social realities. He says, as consumerism reaches increasingly beyond the acquisition of things to the enhancement of the person, the goal of marketing becomes not only to make us dissatisfied with what we have, but also with who we are. Eckersley says that we are living in a culture that is making us dissatisfied with everything we own and how we look. It's true, isn't it? We are living in an increasingly dissatisfied and discontented world. 
The Apostle Paul, on the other hand, tells us how to find true contentment. He says these words, Philippians 4. He says, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. And I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Paul says, Jesus is the answer. And your heavenly father wants you to live in, in daily contentment, not always seeking after more or the next best thing, but being content with our daily bread. This is a massive, massive challenge for us in the culture in which we live. Proverbs 30 verses eight to nine puts it like this. It says, give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. Profound truth, isn't it? Jesus says we are to pray, give us today our daily bread so that we can live increasingly in daily contentment in an increasingly discontented world. And here's the final C, it's compassion. That this prayer is to help us to live daily with compassion. Notice that it says, give us this day our daily bread. The plural pronouns here are incredibly important. This is about living with God's care and concern, not only for our needs, but for the needs of the world in which we live. This prayer is a daily reminder to us that half the world lives in desperate poverty. And that even in our own community here in which God has placed us, there are great needs. And when we pray, give us today our daily bread, we are also making an implicit commitment to help provide bread for those in need, in our world, in our community. And I wanna say thank you again, church. Thank you for your heart to live this out, to bless others in this way. I don't, some of you might not realise, if you come to night service, you'll know this, but we actually have a bread run here in the church where we actually literally are helping people get their daily bread. This week, Simon Warwick, the CEO of Impart, was here with us in person from Melbourne to thank us for the gift that we're able to give at Christmas to the amazing work they do in South Asia. And he shared just some of the stories of the impact that our gift, 52,000 that was given away, is having in that part of the world. One of the schools Impart have built and run is for children from a snake charmer's village. Without the work of Impart, these children would not have an education, wouldn't have basic daily provisions. Surprisingly, the locals have tried on several occasions to close this school down. And Jossie Chucko was asked about these families. Why are they doing this? He said, well, these people that you refer to, these people from the Snake Chalmers village, they are outcasts, you've got to understand. They are outside even the untouchable caste. They are not supposed to be even human beings. Some animals have better dignity and respect than those people. And here is in part revealing to these forgotten children and their families that there is a God who loves them who cares about them, who cares about their daily physical needs. And they are literally being the hands and feet of Jesus. And we've had the privilege of playing a small part in that. And there is a streetlight story from here in our own community, the work we are doing here. Just a few months ago now, I received this email and I just wanna share with you this story from David that he sent to me. It says, we had a new lady turn up to streetlight last Monday night. She was driving by the park at about 5.30 and drove in as she was going to spend the night in the park in her car. 
So I went over and asked if she would like to join us and she thought we were a family having a private function. As I explained who we were and what we did, she accepted my invitation. As I introduced her to one of our female volunteers, they took her over for some food and sat down with her for a meal. Some others from our Streetlight family also were able to engage with her. As I spoke to her as she was leaving, she advised that this is the first decent meal she has had in a long time. And the love she felt, she said, was quite amazing. She asked me if we were from a Christian church. I said, yes. She said it was so obvious as you guys truly care for people. We chatted for about another five minutes and then she was on her way. Well, as I was coming to church, uh, coming out of the 10 a.m. service on Sunday, I saw her at the information table. I couldn't quite believe it. She was talking to others, so I didn't get a chance to catch up with her. But so amazing to see her here at church, to feel love from this place. Thank you, David says. How good is that, church? Praise God for what He is doing. Thank you for your heart to help make that a reality. You see, this prayer is a stretching, it's a broadening petition. We are not only depending on God for practical provision, but we are committing ourselves to be part of God's answer for others in need in our world, in our community. And so this little line of the Lord's prayer is incredibly significant, incredibly powerful. Give us today our daily bread. And as we close this morning, I'm gonna invite the band to come and join me back up here on the stage. And we're gonna sing an old song as we have an opportunity to respond in just a moment. And it captures this truth so well. The words of this song say this, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. You see, God says to us this morning, you do not have because you do not ask. And the invitation this morning is to bring our needs, no matter how small or trivial they may seem or how big they may seem, God says, I want you to bring them to me because I love you and I care about you. I care about your physical needs. And on your way into the service this morning, you should have received one of our prayer and praise cards. I'd love you just to grab that out for a moment because we're gonna have an opportunity right now to actually write a prayer a simple prayer saying, God, this is my request of you this morning. It doesn't have to be a long prayer you write out. The band are gonna sing a part of this song while we stay seated. You'll have an opportunity to write it out now, but it doesn't have to be a long prayer. It might be just a simple sentence prayer. Lord, would you help me with this? Lord, this is my need. It might be a one word prayer you write on that card and it can be anonymous. You don't have to put your details on there this morning. This is between you and God. Just write a one word prayer, Lord, my job. Just that might be as simple as that. My relationship, my son, my daughter, whatever the need is, just write that request out for healing. Whatever it might be, just write that on that prayer card. And then once we have written all those prayer requests out in this song, they're gonna have an opportunity to bring them forward and we're gonna collect all of those prayers up and we're gonna pray over them together. I wanna tell you throughout this prayer series, we have been seeing God answer prayers in powerful ways incredible answers to prayer. 
And so I am so faith-filled this morning that as we bring these requests, as we respond in faith to God's word to us, he says, you don't have because you don't ask. Come, ask of me. We're gonna come this morning. We're gonna knock. We're gonna knock on the door. We're gonna ask. We're gonna seek. We're gonna knock on the door and say, Lord, would you come? Would you answer these prayers? Would you move in these situations? No matter how small they are or how impossible they may seem for you this morning. And so I invite you now, same on the mezzanine level, there's prayer cards up there for you as well and some bowls down the front there that you can bring them to in just a moment. But we're gonna remain seated for the first part of this song. The band are gonna sing the first verse. You write those cards, those prayer requests out now and then we're gonna bring them together. Let me pray as we come to do this. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your word to us this morning. Thank you, this is who you are, God, that you care deeply for every need, Lord, here. And you invite us, you invite every person here, those online as well, Lord, just to bring our needs to you now, Lord. And Lord, I believe, I know, Lord, your heart is to move as we respond in obedience and faith to your word to us this morning. So come now, do your work, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. If you're online this morning too, you can be a part of this. Just jump on your phone, your computer, send an email into prayer at bridgman.org.au right now as well. And that'll count in these prayers that we're doing this morning. If you've got a request, send it through, email it through this morning. But let's respond. We'll stay seated as the band lead us in this first song. You feel free to write those prayer requests out. What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins and griefs to bear What a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer Oh Peace we often forfeit Oh, what needless pain we bear Oh, because we do not carry Everything to God in prayer Let's stand together and you feel free to come forward as we stand and sing and drop those prayer requests in. The bowl's up the top there on the mezzanine, down the front here. Email in if you're online. We're gonna sing this song from the start again. Let's respond in worship. What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins and griefs to bear you carry everything to God in prayer Lord peace we often forfeit oh what needless pain we bear oh because we do not Should never 
powerful moments in fact as we pray in response to God's Word to us and believing and knowing that God wants to move and, and respond as we come to Him this morning. Praise God. What I wanted you to do is as we have these requests together is actually to join our hearts together. This isn't just me praying this morning, this is all of us together corporately as God's people, as the body of Christ praying over these requests. It's a beautiful picture in Revelations, in fact, of our prayers being offered up to God in a golden bowl. It's like incense, it says, going up to God. He receives them. He loves to hear the prayers of His people. And so we're going to pray with faith over these prayers this morning. Many needs, many requests here, some difficult situations and challenges I know many are facing, fears, worries, concerns. We're bringing them to Him this morning. We are, and ask Him to move powerfully. I wanna invite you, in fact, if you feel comfortable just to reach out a hand this morning towards these requests as we pray and we ask God to move. Let me pray over these this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank You for each and every one of these prayers this morning, Lord. The details, the circumstances, Lord, You care deeply about. This is who You are, God. The God who spoke and creation was, Lord. You care deeply this morning about every single one of these needs, Lord, you do. And so we bring them before you now, great God, in response to your Word to us. And we ask, Lord, we pray that you would move in these situations, that you'd bring healing, that you'd bring restoration, that you would provide, great God, where provision is needed, that you give wisdom, I pray. You'll fill people with grace, Lord, that where there is fear and anxiety and worry, Lord, that you will lift that burden this morning and you replace it with your peace, Lord, we pray. We're asking for you to break barriers down, Lord. And some of these prayer requests this morning, opening up the way, great God. In other situations, Lord, you're gonna close the door and steer in a new direction, we pray, Lord, but you are gonna be faithful to the prayers that are offered to you this morning, Lord. You're gonna move powerfully. You're 
You're gonna resolve situations here that we're praying for, great God. You're gonna draw near. You're gonna move, Lord, sovereignly by Your powerful and Your mighty hand. We believe in these situations. And so, Lord, we bring every one of these needs here this morning, great God. We lay them before You. Together, corporately, we join our hearts in agreement, Lord. We pray with faith, Lord, would You come? Would You move? Would You answer these prayers, Lord, we pray. Bring, Lord, Your comfort, Your love, Your peace to each and every situation, we pray. We offer them to You now, praying full of faith, because You, God, are a great God, full of kindness and mercy, faithful God faithful in all Your promises as we bring them to You now in Jesus' Name. Everyone said, Amen. We're gonna sing that verse one again. What a friend as we continue to give thanks and worship this morning. Let's do that together. What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins and griefs to bear What a privilege to Church. I think we should put our hands together and just give Him thanks and praise this morning. He is wonderful. He is awesome. Lord, we thank You for Your love. We thank You for Your nearness here with us this morning, Lord. We thank You for Your words of hope and truth and promise. We stand on them this morning. And Lord, we thank You in advance for the things that You are gonna do. We can't wait to hear some of the stories of You responding, answering these prayers. We give You thanks now in Jesus' Name. Everyone said, Amen. Please be seated. Some good news for this morning. If you didn't get a chance to write that card, we have these prayer cards every week, in fact. As you exit, you can still write those cards, prayer requests down or praise um, stories down. And we have teams that pray over this every week in our prayer meetings. If you'd like prayer this morning, some of our prayer team will be down the front as well. They'd love to pray for you. But God bless you. Thanks for sharing with us. We look forward to connecting with you again soon.